Every run is an experience. Mercury Mile makes shopping for running gear an experience as well. Save 10% off your stylus fee by using code AMR at checkout at mercurymile.com. Thanks to Third Love for supporting another mother runner. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash AMR now to find your perfect fitting bra. This week's episode is brought to you by Bedgear, betting for people who like being awake. Get 20% off your personalized performance sleep products with code AMR at checkout at bedgear.com. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity uh, McDowell. <laughs> What's my last name these days? I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Your your man is out there running Boston I, as we record this. I know. I know. Yes. And he's slowing down drastically, which <laughs> I kind of expected given the course, the challenging course. And I think it's warmer than he's ever run in, um, or not oh. ever, but running recently. recently. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... Uh, it's all good. You know what? He's going to finish and he got to run Boston and that's yes. great. And we'll hear from him. Um, well, we'll actually hear from him on a podcast previous to this one coming out or is this coming out tomorrow? No, this, this comes out tomorrow. So stay tuned for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. I kind of teased it out on last week's episode too, because it's a big deal that we're having you know, your hubby. A father runner on. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, how was your weekend of workout, Sarah? What'd you do? Oh my goodness. I am, as you know, Dim, I had a fever, a um, kind of low grade fever Thursday and Friday accompanied with when I would laugh or occasionally be seized with a cough, just this like deep um, chest cough that seems like everyone in Portland has. And um, so I went and did a group run with Paula Harkin's group here in Portland that's training for the hippie chick. And did three and a half miles, about a mile and a half, um, a little over a mile and a half with, with them. And then turn around. It was one of the most challenging runs I've done since I can't remember. Like, wow. wow. Just my lungs honestly felt like they were on fire. And, um, Ugh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. Too bad. Yeah. 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 And so then, so Molly and I ran, um, a little over eight, yesterday (laughs) (laughs) not laughing at you but that's short-lived if that's (laughs) oh no I mean it was it was still oh okay it was tough and and you know I said oh this is really like this is all I got I'm pushing as hard as I can this feels like I'm totally going fast and I know we're not and um but oh no we were supposed to run 12 for to be on her training plan and oh, I, okay. beforehand i was like no uh, 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 no well how about what, what i mean and i'm not i'm not i'm just asking why, didn't, curiosity, why didn't you take the day off yeah yeah because um i'd taken thursday and friday off um and, <laughs> and, then, and i was sick and my lungs felt like they were on fire but i had to yeah. run yeah so um well you know we got we got a race in three weeks so yeah um you know i cut it short i cut it um down by 50 percent. right uh no you didn't by 50 percent. um well i mean i just oh yeah, oh yeah yeah right, right right i was thinking about ultimately it was eight so and i cut, had cut off four yeah so i cut off 33 percent of it yeah yeah. So. Okay. I'll, I'll end my maternalness now, but I'm just saying that's probably not what we advise one of our mother runners to do on AMR answers. 
<laughs> don't make me laugh. It'll make me start hacking. Otherwise, I, I don't sound too sick. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the right thing to do, but but that's me. So um, how, how was your weekend of workouts, Tim? Um, my weekend of workouts was good. I, I had a group event too on Saturday morning. I, I went to, um, it's called Balm Fitness here in, um, it's in Cherry Hills, just mm-hmm. south of Denver. And um, it's, a, it's a great little boutique studio that um, they do heavier weightlifting. They have a bunch of different classes, but the one that we did was called Balm Fit. And I was joined by probably about, I think probably there was probably 10 to 12 of us there total, um, which is perfect for the studio size. And um, yeah, so we did some squats and plank. Like we split, when you start the class with a two minute plank, you know that you're kind of <laughs> in for a longer class or in for a challenging class, I should say. Yeah. And so, um, but it was really fun. We did um, squats, um, side planks, uh, split squats, front squats, um, more planks, uh, some sit-ups. <laughs> Um, it was good. I mean, it, you know, and, and, the, and the instructor, um, Jen, kind of teaches you how to lift heavier. You know, she wants mm. people to lift heavier than, you know, what we're used to, which, you know, we kind of go for endurance. Most of the time, we runners will do like light and a lot of reps. So, so that was fun. And then we did, um, we headed out for just a half an hour run um, afterwards. So I was like, that's a, that's a big workout. That was 60 minutes of strength and then wow. 30 of running. Um, and it was chilly. It was really cold here on Saturday morning. Um, it had snowed Friday night and it was mm-hmm. probably in the low 30s oh. in the run, um, which is, I mean, it's not crazy chilly. It's not, you know, Minnesota chilly, but for an April morning when you expect it to be a little mm-hmm. bit warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really fun morning. Came back, had some champagne, and and, uh, and then went about our Saturdays. <laughs> and then you were done for the day. You'd had exactly, pretty much. I'm like, my quads hurt. I've had a sip of champagne. I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I went straight from the run. The reason they were um, the training group was they were running, I believe, nine, and so I knew that I did not have that in me health wise. But then also, Daphne had um, 10 a.m. soccer game that was pretty far away from where the running store where we started was uh, Portland running company. And so went straight to that. And then we got sideways rain by even before the um, halftime. So geez. Yeah. uh Yeah. And you know, when, when your kids get up in age, soccer games are not over in a a hurry, you know, it's uh, (laughs) a 35 minute halves and uh, 10 minute halftime. And you just stand in the sideways rain and say, Mm -hmm. I love this. This is Mm -hmm. fun. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And I made her play. So I have no one to blame except myself. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, all right, well, let's dive into questions. This first one comes from Erica in Illinois. Hi, ladies. This is Erica in Illinois. And I have a question about race day strategy. I'm running a half marathon at the end of April. I do not have a time goal in mind, but I want to have a good race and finish strong. How do I approach this on race day? I don't want to go out too fast and tire out before the end. But on the other hand, how do I know when it's a good time to kick it up a notch or two to know that I'm leaving it all out on the course and finishing strong? Thanks, Sarah and Dimini, for all your answers. Love the podcast. Love you guys and all that you do for us mother runners. Bye. So, Dim, this was, you know, a question maybe we should have – you know, grant guest answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's the half marathon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit different pacing than a marathon. Um, yeah. 
But yes, I mean, that is a great question. And it's, I mean, I think everybody makes a mistake of going out too fast. And I think we all objectively know that we do that, but it is so hard in the moment to hold yourself back when you're coming off of a taper, when you are surrounded by all these really excited runners in your corral, when the music is pumping and the announcer is yelling, go have a great day. And you're just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I can do this. So, um, I mean, the biggest strategy I think is to, you know, for a half marathon, is I, you know, I would really try to start slower than your goal pace um, for mm-hmm. the first couple miles and then build into that and try to speed it up at the end. I mean, that's ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what you need to do is really just regulate your effort, right? And so that means, you know, if you're starting at, say you're going from a one to a 10, you know, one is lying on the couch and 10 is sprinting at the track, like start at a five, Yes. You know, and then, you know, as once you pass kind of the halfway point, you can kind of pick it up to a six. Um, and then as you hit, I mean, the hard part is where do you pick it up to, where do be, you pick it up? to have a strong finish and yeah. really depends a lot on the course. Um, you know, if you've got, well, a, that's a good a, point. if you have a hill to the finish line, you know, then you just want to maintain that, you know, six to seven, seven to eight kind of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, you know, I mean, I would say somewhere in the last mile, Oh. you know, mile or two, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say mile 10 to 11 is when, you know, that you, that you, the adage of you run the first 10 miles for a half marathon, you run the first 10 miles and you race the final 5k. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a lot of that, I mean, it depends upon how long it's going to take you because, you know, going out at an effort of say the last 5k is going to take you 40 minutes. Like you can't say, okay, I'm at mile 10. Let's really pick it up. You know, like you need to kind of um, figure out again, like kind of gauge your effort and gauge your, um, your effort level, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you definitely, for me, I, I start thinking about pushing down on the accelerator at mile 10 and then at mile 11, take that, you know, secret goo that I've, that I sometimes talk about of um, fueling, making sure you fuel for those last few miles because even the cheapskate in me usually thinks like, oh, you know, I don't really need it. There's just two, you know, 2.1 miles left. And then by the finish line, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that go. And so, you know, and, and also one thing I tell myself is mile 11, I'm, I say, you know, just eight times around the track and you know, so um, however you can chunk that up. And then, you know, I just kind of think, okay, seven more times around the track. Okay. Five, three, you know, so Um, that's, that's what I find, particularly because, you know, so many people really start to waver at that. And so if you have been able to, at that point in the, in the race of the 10, 11, if you've parceled out your energy, you can also get pretty jazzed because you're passing a lot of people. I mean, that's one strategy where you can, you know, so that way you're really, you're almost, you know, um, bound to start slow and speed up as you go in, in pursuit of that 205 pacer. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that's really the ideal is, and so as if you can kind of tell yourself to just hold back, hold back, hold back, hold back, at least through, you know, mile two to three and then see what you have. But as far as when you pick it up, it's really, you know, it depends upon your fitness level, the course and, um, and, what you feel like you have and just know that, you know, the worst case scenario is you might peter out, you know, mm-hmm. at 12.7 miles. Right. Yep. Okay. So yeah. then you get half a mile to kind of, you know, jog it in like big deal. You, you learned and you had a good, you know, a, a good experience. You left it all out there. Now you can kind of use that race experience for your next half marathon. Because that is the, you've, you've hit on it is that 
learning when you can start to step on the, the gas and how to parcel out that energy and how much energy is there left. And so, okay, well, last time I started, you know, Sarah told me 10. So, you know, I started at 10 and, you know, really kind of didn't have much uh, gas in the tank for the last half mile. Well, okay, you know, this time I'll, I'll try it at 11 or gosh, I started at 11 going faster and I felt I still had something in the tank. So now I'll pick it up at 10, you know, whatever the case is. You, you just, no matter what your finish time is, you always learn something from a race experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 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 So this question comes from our pal, Mary Ann in New Jersey. Hi, this is Mary Ann calling from New Jersey. My question is about the transition from winter to spring and summer running gear. Is there any truth to the rumor that you'll acclimate to the heat better if you wait longer to put on your lighter running clothes? I'm sick of all my tights, but if it would make August less horrible, I would slow down for a little bit on switching out my wardrobe. I hope that it's sunny and lovely where you are. Thanks and love the new show. Bye-bye. And you know, Dim, I thought we had sort of maybe missed the boat on this question, but then at every turn, there's a new snowstorm somewhere. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Poor Minnesota. Holy cow. They got nailed. The Midwest got nailed. Oh, in uh, Chicago. Yeah. I just heard that a, what, a thousand flights got canceled on Sunday in, in Chicago or something. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Snow day should be behind us. I know. We have a thunder snow. That's kind of a fun oh. little uh, meteorologi- <laughs> me- meteorological meteorological term (laughs) (laughs) trying to say it all at once um yeah Yeah. we had that and the bomb cyclone too the both those came in the last two two kind of weeks dropping snow and 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 making us all look on google for what they mean Um, but anyway i mean so yeah so she heard that putting wearing like more clothes will help you acclimate to the heat better um if you yeah or just or just lighter running clothes yeah, and it's not so much, I don't think she means, you know, oh, should I be throwing on my my fleece and my two pairs of tights and all that stuff to in as the weather warms up, but just not making the switch. So kind of extending the life of your winter clothes and, and waiting to break out those um, capris, tank tops, shorts, whatever the case is. And, uh, you know, I think that sounds a lot like um, just urban legend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it may help with what maybe help slightly with like, I, I'm not gonna be able to talk heat acclimatization, say acclimatization. Yes. Acclimatization. Is that how you say it? It is. And as Jack would say, you need to put the emphasis on the right syllable. Yes. Acclimatization. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jack. Um, but um, so there are times when you have to work on that, like, like, like proactively work on that. If you're going to go run, you know, the um, Western States or, um, or if the, you're going to run Disney princess and you live in, you know, Toronto, maybe you should overdress when you're on the treadmill. If you really are that ambitious, know, ambitious. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say die hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would say, no, I think this feels to me like, um, you know, like when the studies came out that said like, Oh yeah, cherry juice helps athletes. And all of a sudden we were all like, you know, jugging, like, you know, or chugging. Oh my God. It's must be <laughs> Monday morning. Um, chugging uh, you know, jugs of cherry juice. And it's like, well, yes, that may have a little bit of a push the needle one way or the other, but the reality is we want you to enjoy your run. And how awesome is it on that first day to put on oh. a pair of shorts you haven't had on for six months, seven months, you know, mm-hmm. and to go in short sleeves. You don't want to put on your old stuff. You know what? Yeah, like, yeah. enjoy your run. You know, yeah, what? that's a good point. And also, the the effect would not be long lived. 
you know, it's, it's not going to have by August, you, you know, sorry, Marianne, but it's going to be hot and humid in Jersey. And so maybe just, I don't know, try to imagine some Jersey shore breezes blowing your way. Um, because it's, I think, even if you kind of slow your roll on getting used to the hot weather, it's not going to help you out once the really dog days of summer set in. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like, so I did a little, I did a little Googling prior to this, but I mean, basically you um, acclimatize or you adjust the heat in about two weeks, right? So those first couple days are going to feel awful. It's about seven to 10 runs total. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, so whatever you do in May is not going to affect you in August. You're still going to be adjusted to the heat, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like that, like it lasts longer. Like it's like a hangover or something like that, right? (laughs) (laughs) If, If it did in fact help. But, but again, our bottom line is put on your shorts, bear your legs, enjoy your run. Get a little vitamin D. That's the way I feel when I'm out there. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Spring is here. Time to freshen up your running gear. Mercury Mile has everything you'll need to look and feel great as the weather turns warmer. Mercury Mile is partners with the brands they work with, and it's important to Mercury Mile that their partner's value align with their own. Janji, for example, is a boutique running brand that makes bold, high-quality running apparel and donates 5% of their proceeds to fund clean water projects in countries all over the world. That's an initiative Mercury Mile can get behind and thinks their customers can too. Mercury Mile introduced me to Janji with a well-designed, comfortable tech tee in a Mercury Mile box I got last fall. Intrigued, I ended up buying the coolest pair of two-in-one Janji shorts. The short's longer liner has a pocket on either side that comfortably holds a cell phone. Brilliant. You can start running your Mercury Mile in just three easy steps. Go to mercurymile.com, complete a short profile outlining your sizes and preferences, choose a shipment date, and check out. It's that simple. At mercurymile.com, their expert stylists create a personalized shopping experience for women and men. Then they deliver what you need right to your doorstep so you can get moving. Save $10 off your stylist fee by using code AMR at checkout at mercurymile.com. That's right. Save $10 off your stylist fee by using code AMR at checkout at mercurymile.com. Thanks to Third Love for its continued support of another mother runner. Let Third Love support you too. Using millions of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. Third Love is the industry leader with 70 sizes, double the number of sizes that most other brands offer. Third Love offers cups from A to H and bands up to 48. And because 50% of women fall in between standard cup sizes, Third Love invented half cup sizing. For me, it was love from the first time I wore a Third Love 24-7 classic t-shirt bra in a half cup size. I'd given up on wearing underwire bras because I couldn't find one that fit properly. But thanks to Third Love size options, the underwire sits where it's supposed to, without digging in or riding up. With its combination of ultra-soft, smoothing fabrics and lightweight, super-thin memory foam cups, the bra provides all-day comfort with a flattering look. Since getting that first 24-7 classic t-shirt bra a few years ago, I've bought at least six more. I discovered my perfect size with Third Love's Online Fit Finder, a fun online quiz that takes less than 60 seconds, and the site recommended bras for me. Third Love offers a 100% fit guarantee. If you don't love their product, returns and exchanges are free and easy. 
Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com AMR now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com AMR for 15% off today. We all know sleep is a huge priority for us, not only as runners, but as women. We're constantly working overtime, trying to stay one step ahead of our jobs, homes, training, and personal relationships, and this often results in a decreased focus on sleep. Sleep makes you feel better, but its importance goes way beyond just boosting your mood or banishing under-eye circles. Sleep fuels everything. Improving your sleep is a key part of a healthy lifestyle and can benefit your heart, weight, and mind, preparing you to achieve all your goals. We all want more time to do what we love, but you can't cheat sleep. And Bedgear wants to help you get better sleep. To find your just right fit, Bedgear offers a super helpful pillow ID tool online to make sure you get just the right pillow for your body frame, sleep position, and personal preferences. I was fit for Bedgear's Rain 3.0 and I've never loved a pillow so much. As a side sleeper, it provides me with the right amount of support that conforms to the features of my face while deflecting heat and wicking moisture away from me. My neck and back are eternally grateful for my Bedgear pillow. You can save 20% on Bedgear products using code AMR at bedgear.com. Start with your pillow ID and be sure to explore all the other amazing products Bedgear offers, including mattresses, protectors, sheets, and blankets. Just use code AMR at checkout to save 20% at bedgear.com. That's B-E-D-G-E-A-R dot com. So um, this one comes to us internationally. Julie from Madrid, Spain. Hey, girls. My name is Julie, and I'm calling from Madrid, Spain. And I have been running for almost a year now. I ran in high school, but I got back to it about a year ago. And I would love to have some advice on what you guys do for blister prevention. I notice I get them... Um, when I wear my hokas, which are super cushy, and I love that, um, but I've tried a couple of different things, and I just seem to keep getting blisters. So you guys have been running for years and years and years. I would love to know any tried-and-true tips that you have found that works. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Blister prevention. My mind immediately goes to socks, and... I just think about the poor sock choices I've made in the past. And I, when I, um, my marathon PR, I got a blister that just could have had its own zip code. It was so big. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I mean, I just marveled at it. I was, you know, switched to flip-flops afterwards. I'm just like, look at it, look at it, look at it. Um, so it is, you know, making sure that you are wearing, uh, socks made out of, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, not artificial fibers, but you know, not natural fibers. Yeah, <laughs> artificial, natural. Those are antonyms. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get out of my disease. <laughs> Looking for like polyester, acrylic, you know, man-made yes. fibers, mm-hmm. not cotton, basically. Yeah, um, and and since I switched to Belega socks, I just don't have any blisters. I don't, and I find that I even kind of the calluses that I used to have have are minimized from what they used to be. Sure, sure. Well, and but she talks about um, she only gets them when she wears her hokas. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that it's the shoe that's making that um, 
making the blisters, right? So they're probably either something's rubbing on her feet, right? Mm-hmm. When she wears her hokas. So that means that, you know, I mean, because blisters are formed by, you know, anything that, you know, two surfaces running against each other. So mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. go ahead. And, and heat. Mm-hmm. And heat. Yes, yes. Yes. And so that's why, um, why, that's why you get them during races is because there's a lot more heat. There's a lot more friction. You know, you're running a lot faster than you would during your training run. So yes, I mean, that, tef- that te- totally typically happens in marathons, ultras, time on your feet where, you know, your feet just don't have anywhere to go. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they keep rubbing up against the same surface, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the so, same little piggies in your shoes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, so depending upon where her blister is, I would say a couple things. I mean, the first thing you can do is body glide your feet or put some kind of moisture lubricant, maybe Vaseline, it can be body glide, it can be egg um, balm, aquaphor, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely, and make sure to get it in between your toes and on your heels and, you know, all over. Um, if she does get blisters in between her toes. I, I know we love Bolega socks, but the Njinji socks, Njinji, mm-hmm. <laughs> say them, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? It is, it is Njinji, yeah. Njinji, mm-hmm. yes. The socks that have, you know, a, a pocket for each piggy, yeah. um, you know, those are awesome. <laughs> um, but then I would also say if it is just one pair of shoes that's specific, I would say you either need to tighten them or loosen them depending upon how they fit you, you know, because that's not, that's, I mean, if you go and say run in a pair of ASICs and you don't get any problems, then there's something about the way that your shoe is interacting with the foot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. So this question comes from Jamie in St. Louis. Hi, this is Jamie Merritt. I'm calling from St. Louis, Missouri, and I just wrapped up a marathon cycle this past February and would like to start training for some shorter races, um, such as 5Ks and a one-mile race this summer. I was wondering if you all had any suggestions for how to switch to shorter distances and how to gain um, speed back after you had spent a lot of time dedicated to running longer distances. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so she ran a marathon. Awesome, Jamie. And now she wants to get faster, huh? Yeah, and switch to shorter races. I love her mixing it up, you know, keeping the body guessing, saying, okay, we built that endurance. Now now you're going to switch me over to speed. Oh, okay, all right, you know. So. Well, and there's, there's something lovely about being like, okay, I'm going to a race at eight, and I'll be back by nine. <laughs> Not, I'll be back by 2.30, and I'll be wiped out. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so definitely um, the way, you know, the, the endurance pyramid doesn't change, whether you are training for a one mile race or a marathon, right? You really need that base of endurance, those easy mile runs, the stuff where you go out and chat with your friends, that should be um, about 80% of your training, regardless of what distance you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if she wants to get faster, I mean, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat as, um, as we all know. And, uh, I mean, one of the things that you can do now and anybody can do now at the end of their runs, um, whether it's a run for after a marathon or run, you know, where you're just going out and enjoying your time with some friends and not caring how fast or how far you go are doing strides after mm-hmm. your workout. That is a, that is like the easiest way to speed. And, um, it's really great because it teaches turnover without really taxing your body very much. So, so you want to explain how to do a stride? Yeah. So, and you know, so fine, Dave, I haven't done strides in forever. I'm so I'm glad that you're reminding me of them. You should do them a couple times a week. Honestly, it makes a difference, but tell us how I, you do them. I know, I know. So what it is, gosh, and we wrote about them so much and train like a mother, didn't we? And so what it is, is, you know, you get toward the end of your run. And so you're nice and warmed up. Your muscles are all ready to go. And you 
then pick start to accelerate. You're wanting to go, you're going to be going about a um, hundred yards, right? No, mm-hmm. no. Yep. And so um, you start to accelerate and by about that halfway point, you want to be hitting max speed because then for the second half of it, you're gradually decreasing your speed. I mean, cause you don't want to go full bore the whole, you know, a hundred yards or whatever. So, um, and then you jog back to, let's say you're going from, you know, your driveway to your, your neighbor's driveway. And so you, as you approach your driveway, you're picking up your speed, 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 speed. And then as you're about halfway there, you slow it down, you know, gradually, and then you jog back to your driveway and then repeat it again. You know, whether it's three of them, five of them, you know, I mean, I, I would, um, I mean, five to me always kind of feels like a nice number. You do have to remember though, that when you, let's say your training plan hasn't called for strides and, and you're supposed to, but it calls for a four mile run. Remember that your strides are going to add distance. So sometimes the error is to go out and you're supposed to do a four mile run total and you don't start the strides until four miles. And then, you know, you look down at your GPS and you're like, huh, well now I've gone, you know, 4.5, 4, you know, 4.6, sure, something sure. like that. It's like, oh, well, okay. That, that's awesome. You know, that's kudos. extra credit. I don't think it matters. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not, not to disagree with you, but I don't think it matters that much because I think, you know, there's, there's two things. I mean, um, because you, again, like they don't really tax your body. It's not like that continuous running. Um, you know, so I, I think it's more about like, it's more like drills, right? It's like mm-hmm. drills that you would do in swimming or, and I guess it does add to your, um, it adds to your overall mileage, of course, but it's not, it's not the same as like, oh, I'm going to go do sets really hard. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but, so, um, yeah, but it, is the, it does also though, sometimes I forget that I'm going to do them and then it adds to time and so it I does thought, add time that's for sure you have to give yourself time for that for sure. <laughs> and then suddenly you're like come inside and you're like whoa, whoa, whoa i only have eight minutes to take a shower and you know go to the train station yes, like, yes, how is yes, that going to work to, out yes yes that you have to account for that for sure and i mean yeah. the other you know one way to make them a little bit shorter on time is you know um doing 100 yards which is about 20 to 30 seconds, 20 seconds is, is a good amount. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know how far to hundred yards is, if you're not near mm-hmm. your local and, football and, stadium. Uh, and are we thinking it's really a hundred yards on a hundred feet? Like a hundred yards seems like a long way. Yeah, probably. A, I don't know. God. <laughs> I don't know, Sarah. I don't know. It's, it's grand. Okay. In Boston. That's all I can right now. Um, I'm thinking thinking 20 to 30 seconds. Let's just call it 20 to 30 seconds. There we go. There we go. 20 to 30 seconds. Accelerate for, you know, up to 15 seconds and then come back down or accelerate up to about 10 seconds, come back down. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't, the other thing is you don't have to jog back. You can just kind of walk around in a circle at the end of where you ended and then, and then do you stride back the other direction? That's going to save a little time and mileage as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. That's yeah, good point. there you yeah. go. That's what yeah, I do. Yeah. That's yeah. the energy saver yeah. version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So strides are one way. So you can do that. That's going to add to any kind of endurance slash easy effort run. And then you can go to a track, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do um, add little speed bursts into your run. I mean, there's everything from fartleks, which you know, as we all know, are like um, it's a know, funny word. Uh-huh. It's a funny word. We all know that, and we all know that basically you run. You know, you're like, okay, I'm gonna you know, run steady until I see that mailbox, or I'm going to run steady for, you know, three blocks or whatever you want to do, you know, kind of play with your speed, go fast, go slow, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of 
pretend like you're in a New York City cab and you're gonna, <laughs> you know, you're, dark, you're you're bobbing, you're weaving, you know. Um, so that's one way to do it, and you can do that again on any, you know, you just go out for 40 minutes and do some fart likes in there to more structured stuff like um, tempo runs and going to the track and doing, um, you know, anything Repeat. from mile repeats to 800 down to 200. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that's you know, basically, but you only want those runs, I would say, you know, the runs where you put in intensity to be two runs a max during max during the week, you Mm -hmm. know, and if you're coming off of really like marathon training, it was your first marathon and it was lots of um, long, slow distance, then one a week until you feel like you've kind of gotten your body a little bit more used to the load of running faster because Mm -hmm. that um, can bring on an injury if you decide to pick it up too quickly. Yeah, that's a really good point that the the transition f- from the marathon cycle to the, let's say, 5K cycle is when you really want to kind of play it easy because that would be unfortunate to get injured going into this new endeavor and, you know, with a lot of enthusiasm. Totally. But I, and I mean, if you want ideas, I mean, if you're in St. Louis, you could, you know, find a running club that has like a track Tuesday night or, um, or you could, you know, join the train like a mother 5k race plan. <laughs> um, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's lots of, there's lots of options. And I mean, definitely the biggest thing to be aware of is that you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, just because you want to run fast doesn't mean you want to run fast all the time. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is of course, all the stuff that you did to support your marathon running, which is hopefully like foam rolling strength training, it has to keep, be kept up when you try mm-hmm. to run fast as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll get your workouts done faster, you know, in less amount of time. So leaves you plenty of time to, to do that prehab and foam rolling and all that good stuff. So our final question today comes from Courtney in San Diego. Oh, and I hear that crow behind you, Dimity. <laughs> <laughs> Not behind me, it's outside, but yeah, it's springtime here. Hi, this is Courtney from San Diego. I am just calling in to get some advice on how to encourage my husband to start running and or running with me. For about two years now, he keeps saying that he needs to go out for a run, he wants to go out for a run, but it has yet to happen. So any advice you can provide on how to help encourage your partner to start running would be much appreciated. Thank you. Love your podcast. So an appropriate question, perhaps, to end on this day in which we talked about your husband, Grant. Oh, yeah. And I finally, I got his finishing time. Should we, should we, I mean. Oh, no. Oh, save it for the, save it for Okay. The- okay. Save it for the podcast. Okay. Yeah. I won't say it. I won't say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the upside of having a husband that runs is that you have a partner to go out running with and talk about. And the downside is when. You have, have a a to go, <laughs> you have a husband to go running with and talk to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, no, there's so many good, good things about um, helping somebody else run, whether you guys run together or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for, I'm hearing for two years, he said he wanted to go do it, but he hasn't, um, it has yet to happen. Mm-hmm. So I would ask him, what's going, you know, do you really want to do this? Is there something else that you want to do? Or how can I, you know, how, how can I support you in starting to run? I wouldn't yeah, come cool. down with like a, you know, couch to 5k plan and say, okay, here we go. We're going to, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're going to map this out and here we go. We're going to make you a runner. But you know, when somebody, two years is a long time to stall on something. And granted, I know yeah. that we're all raising families and have a bunch of speed bumps on a daily basis. But um, if he wanted to be running, um, I, my guess is that he, something's holding him back, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it is intimidation or um, his fitness level or um, his lack of, 
you know, maybe he's just doubting himself. I don't know. You know, you don't know, but I would ask him and start there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and if, and if that's, and if it turns out that he doesn't want to do that, then let's find him something he wants to do. You know, does right. he want to start just walking with her? Does he want to get a new bike and, you know, tool around the neighborhood, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing that he says he wants to run with Courtney, but you know, maybe also she needs to just verbalize that he can start running on his own and Mm -hmm. that, you know, that they can kind of meet down the road, so to speak. And so, um, you know, okay. So Jack is um, not an athletic guy in this day and age. He would tell you that he was quite the athlete in high school though. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Those glory days, capital G, capital D. (laughs) So that, but for a while there, you know, he kind of has gone in fits and um, starts with his fitness. Um, and so I remember the water aerobic days. Oh yes. Oh yes. No. Oh gosh. No, please. Okay. I don't know the last time he set foot in 24 hour fitness. And so that, but for, you know, Jack loves running on a treadmill. And so he would go to the gym and start walking on the treadmill and, you know, eventually started running on the treadmill. You know, I had no desire to be on a treadmill next to him. And so that was his thing. And, you know, running outside on the road or the trail or whatever, that's my thing. And also, you know what book he is just, his Bible is um, Tim Ferriss. Uh, the four hour work week and the four yeah, hour. Yeah, that one. And then there was a strength book that um, we get so many books out of the library and he just, and he can renew them I mean, countless, countless times. I mean, he had it out of the library, honestly, for years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all about strength training. And, you know, Dimity, you and I used to write about that type of stuff for a living. You know, he had, he could have been like, hey, can I see one of your old, you know, men's fitness, shape, self, whatever workouts that I had done. And oh no, he got this book and he would go and do those workouts. So, you know, like the power of a good book, um, you know. Um, well, yeah. And letting them do their own thing too. I mean, it's so like similarly, I mean, going back to Grant, like this week he, he left for Boston on Saturday and um, he's like, well, I'm going to do one run on Tuesday, like a 20 minute run on Tuesday. And then I'll do a run in, in Boston. And mm. I'm like, Hmm. Huh. Well, can I give you a little advice? <laughs> like, having just come off, like done doing some coaching classes and that kind of thing. I'm like, you might want to just do like 20 minutes with some strides at the end, bring it up oh. again um, on Thursday, you know, just to kind of keep your legs warm. He goes, oh, okay. You know, I mean, and he has followed a plan that he's liked and all that. I mean, it's all good, but yeah, sometimes you have to consider the source. It's like trying to teach your kids, you know, how to ski or how to play tennis or whatever. Like, they typically don't want to hear it from you. Oh maybe. goodness. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, but I'm not saying again, I don't know Courtney or her husband and then they may have a relationship that is much more accepting than a typical parent child one. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, yeah, I mean, I would just kind of, you know, poke around a little bit more with that and um, but then just encourage him to move and, and see what he likes or, you know, maybe the other thing is you could, and if he, if he is interested, you know, um, have everybody sign up for a 5k and, mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, but then just say, on your own race, I'll see you at the finish line again, not knowing their dynamics. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. cause the last mm-hmm. thing you want to be like, Oh, my wife is like an ACE, you know, runner and you know, she can beat me. Like mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. some egos that can't deal with that. So, yeah. um, yeah, Again, just, not knowing her husband. I, mean, I, I, I don't want to put words in their relationship's mouth, you know, but I'm just saying that those are a couple of things that come to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing that I think about is um, with Jack, you know, that 
again, sort of, I can never quite figure out what will motivate him. And sometimes just saying, hey, Jack, you know, the, the kids are a little bit worried about your health or, you know, they kind of sometimes, you know, I don't know, we've, we've known a few um, dads who've had heart attacks. And so, um, you know, saying, hey, the, the kids are kind of worried about you, you know, you eat a lot of red meat, you know, you don't exercise like mom does, you know, and instead of kind of citing those examples, just I, for him, for me to say, hey, the kids are worried about your health, they're worried that, you know, you might have a heart attack, that certainly was a little bit of a wake up call. So I think, didn't make him do anything, but at least he got a startled look on his face. Um, <laughs> he jumped uh, off the couch, right? Right, right. Yeah, shock. Um, so, you know, but just, just um, I think the advice that you said at the beginning, you know, how can I support you? Just, I think Courtney's showing her, con- expressing her concern and then just um, in a loving, concerned way as she showed um, with this call and and just then kind of leaving it to him because as you point out two two years is a long time there was time for him to get some workouts in and um there's something else at work it sounds like yeah yeah, yeah. just call yeah. me the you know family <laughs> therapist no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I, i'm gonna need some therapy when i come home with uh grant I, on the phone later this afternoon oh my goodness no, yeah, just, yeah yeah i'm making this out to be more than it is it's just you know certain expectations and sometimes when the race doesn't go as you want it then maybe it maybe something happened i'm excited mm-hmm. to talk to see. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and we will hear for ourselves on the Friday episode of the regular Another Mother Runner. So, um, but if you have questions um, for us about yourself, about uh, people in your family, about whatever, uh, please give us a call. It is a 24 7 voicemail. There is never anyone, it doesn't ring anywhere. Um, so please feel free to call whatever time you want. That number is 470 Badass One which translates to 470-223-2771. Tim, um, why don't you let them know um, what they should say when they call in. Keep your message to 90 seconds or less. And uh, we apologize in advance for not being able to answer all your questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, tell us your first name and where you're calling from. And again, that 90 seconds or less uh, is very important. So um, and if you've missed any episodes of Another Mother Runner Answers, we're coming up on 20, Dimity, before too long. Um, you can certainly go back and listen to them wherever you get your podcast from. And now we have one handy-dandy page on our website listing all past episodes with short descriptions of each show. So you can kind of search to see if there's a topic that um, you feel really speaks to you, uh, literally and figuratively. So uh, to find that page, go to anothermotherrunner.com slash AMR hyphen answers again another motherrunner.com slash amr hyphen answers keep the questions coming because we're here with answers and a lot of mispronunciations <laughs> yes, and a lot of marbles in our mouth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>